Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Me too. Live from the Hogs Meat Market Studios, this is Out of Bounds on 103.7 The Buzz. With my boobay, taste like too late for the Welcome in Out of Bounds, live from the Hogsmeade Market Studio, Joe Franklin, Todd Pierce, Reggie Swinton. We made it in through the weather. It looks like everything has changed. Didn't realize how hard it was snowing until actually leaving out the door and, and seeing it. Um, and then, you know, coming in, it was a bit of an adventure getting in, but we all made it here. And then once getting in the building, everything turned to rain. It was hard on me getting here, man. Where I live at is a lot of hills. And so I was sliding, but I said, you know what? Joe need me today. I got to be there. So get there, Reggie. <laughs> yeah, really appreciate it. Really appreciate both you guys being here. <clears throat> yeah, roads are passable, like you said, for the most part. Slushy on a lot of the streets. Um, interstates are mainly just wet. So take your time. You know, just be smart about it. And if you need to get out this afternoon, you can. And And that was, you know, something that probably was key where... There were people that were trying to leave at a certain time that didn't necessarily have to be anywhere at a certain time. If you didn't have to be anywhere at a certain time, just chill, let it calm down a bit, and then you can get out later. That's all you had to do. And that's the thing. I left my house at 12.15 and got here right at about 12.50. So (laughs) uh, I took my time and got here, man, but it was car sliding. You had to get on the interstate, though, right? I did. Or did you take back? Now, it's better on there. Yeah. A little bit clearer and everything. A little bit slushy. So if you want to get into the show today, you can call 501-661-1037. Southern Structural Solutions text line, same number, 501-661-1037. Gangster Museum of America, life and feedback. NFL playoffs are around the corner, but it's week 18 of the NFL season, and there are a lot, lot of uh, things to shake out, a lot of division games coming up. There are players that are playing, players not playing, and... Um, Still other players that are joining teams. Dalvin Cook being one of those players where he's going to join the Ravens practice squad. Now, Now the Jets, they gave him the opportunity to uh, part ways, and now he's going to pick up with the Ravens. So it's a good fit for him because he wanted to be with a contender. The rich getting richer. But the Cowboys also are a big contender. And so I thought we was going to get him. But leave it up to Jerry, man. Sometimes they just cannot close that big deal. Like that linebacker that went to Philly. You know, we needed him as well. And, uh, you know, for some reason, we can't get that key guy that we need to help out our backfield. And Dalvin Cook would have been a huge pickup for us. So, as far as the running back situation with the Cowboys, Tony Pollard is pretty much the workhorse. And then they, they have a couple other guys that come in and, and uh, in relief and everything and, and get some carries also. And Tony Pollard... He's more of that slasher type. You want to get him on the outside. That doesn't mean he can't run between the tackles, but he does his best work when he gets to the outside. It seemed like in Dallas, it seemed like every year our second-string running back is the best running back. Like last year, Pollard was the best running back. Now he's the man. He's not the best running back. And I'm like, my goodness, can we get a number one back that's going to be that feature back that can carry the ball and catch the ball and block and do everything at one time? Pollard's a good back. But he might not be a number one back. So what about this year then? Is is Dowdle is he a better back? I think there's the thirty four. I don't I, mean, I don't know uh names, but 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 
he's a better back to me in between those tackles. Now, Paula, when he was trying to get that contract and prove things, he was running hard. I don't see him running hard this year, Joe. You know, I see him still kind of laboring that leg a little bit. He's not sure maybe because of that big injury last year. But our running game definitely got to get better if we're going to make a deep run. Well, that could be a problem for him if you say that, you know, you don't see that same burst from him. He was trying to get a contract because he's playing on the franchise tag this year. Yeah. And so he's essentially going into next year as a free agent. And uh, if, if he's on a prove-it-now type deal on a franchise tag, that's a problem. He's, he's not going to get what he would have gotten had he got paid this year. And that's going to hurt him because he hasn't had that long breakout run that we've really seen over the last couple of years. You know, he used to uh, bust them long runs, Joe, for 50 or 60 yards. I haven't seen that one time this year. You know, I've seen 25-yard, 30-yard bursts, but I haven't seen that pilot run that we've become accustomed to. So with Dalvin Cook, he's going to sign with the Ravens. He was uh, unclaimed on waivers, and um, his agent said that, of course, he was released by the Jets. Ravens were able to claim him. Ravens are 13-3, and number one overall seed in the playoffs. And so now it's a situation where he has time to get adjusted to the Ravens system because they have this game this week. They're going to be on a bye next week, and then they have that, that playoff game. And um, he's on the practice squad. So it would be up to them to even elevate him from the practice squad. And now Gus Edwards is their number one running back currently. He has 13 touchdowns. Uh, Justice Hill and Melvin Gordon, they just elevated him not too long ago from the practice squad. They had a running back, Mitchell, that actually got hurt recently where he was a big part of the running game. But overall, you know who the leading rusher is for the Ravens? Lamar, 800 and some yards. Yeah, there it is. Lamar Jackson, 821 yards. He's the leading rusher. But I don't know about, <clears throat> you know, Cook going there is going to be a great deal for them, but... They've got a couple of good backs there that, that can carry their load. Uh, I think he would have fared well in Dallas because I don't think we really have a number one back per se, and Dalvin Cook is an extreme talent. And I think he would have went down there and got more of an opportunity than he may get here in Baltimore. Is Did he look at overall situation, though? Like he, you, The <clears throat> opportunity you're talking about, it probably would have been a better fit for him because he maybe he could have – gotten to the point of getting that workload but that's what made him unhappy with the Jets he wasn't really getting that play that he wanted but now he goes to a team that they really focus on the running game and um, even though Lamar is their leading rusher they like to get him involved a lot but they also focus on that running game and get all the running backs involved and they kind of mix and mingle those guys and, and put them in so even if he was getting limited opportunities if he got into the game and he did break some of those long runs like you're talking about, then they would want to feed him a little bit more. Another factor, Joe, I think that we don't think about is he's accustomed to being on the East Coast. And he probably got family there and things like that. So a lot of those things play a big factor when you when when you when uh you're making your decision. That could be it. I don't know. I don't like the fact that he went over there and made the rich get richer. And if we gotta meet them in the Super Bowl, he's I don't like that fact. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> I, I think he he was just looking to get with a contender, and the vision that the Jets had coming into the season with Aaron Rodgers and some of the players that joined the team—that's why he was excited about being there. But then Aaron Rodgers goes down, everything changes, and uh, he was getting those limited opportunities. But you know, you mentioned being comfortable on the East Coast. He's from Florida. But he played all those years in, in Minnesota with the Vikings, so I think he was just looking to get with a contender. It didn't matter where it was. He wanted to be somewhere. I don't know. Maybe he's seen Baltimore as a better chance to win the Super Bowl than Dallas. Exactly. That, that's, that could be it um, as well. Let's go to the phones and talk to L.C. in Sherwood. L.C. has a Ravens question. What's up, L.C.? Hey, guys. Thank you. No, actually, I was just wondering. Uh, I, I Obviously, Cook would have been – Perfect for for us, the Dallas Cowboys. You, you would think, you know. And now I'm not so sure that that linebacker that we missed on, you know, I don't know how healthy he still is or if he's got any burst left or anything. But I mean, clearly Pollard's not the guy that he was. And I was just wondering if what you thought that Jerry, what's the holdback with him? Is I mean, is he is he that tight? 
And I don't want you to get in trouble by saying anything that you don't want to or anything like that. But he just won't. Like you said, he won't pull the trigger on stuff like this. I mean, and obviously Pollard would be more effective if Cook was there, you know, and vice versa. I mean, it would have been a really good punch there. And I'm just your opinion on why you don't think that Jerry does this kind of stuff. I know we got stuff down the line we got to worry about, but, you know, Jerry's a billionaire. <laughs> I mean, you know. Anyway, that's why I was calling him, just just to get your opinion. No, I think sometimes it, you know. I think sometimes when you're winning, you don't want to mess up your chemistry. Maybe that could be a reason why. Come Jerry said, "No, nah, we're doing well right now. Uh, let's not bring in somebody right now and mess up our chemistry." That would be the only reason why. Come, I would say he didn't bring in Dalvin Cook because at this point, we need another guy like him that can run the ball, run the ball hard, and give us good positive yards. So when you look at it that way, that may be the reason, because we definitely needed him. And, and this move wasn't about money, because Dalvin Cook's money mm-hmm. is taken care of for the season already. When you get released mid-season even, but especially this late in the season, it has nothing to do with money. It's you know He's going to get compensated, of course, because he's playing, but he's made his money for the season already, and, and it wasn't you know, a deal of a, a contract situation where it's like he's going to get so much more to go to, from one team to another at this point in the season. Well, he's getting two paychecks now. You know that, did you? Oh, yeah. No, yeah. So, I yeah, once he that. got released after week one of his fourth year, if that team cuts you when somebody else picks you up, you still get that paycheck from the Jets and now Baltimore. But but what benefits the team that picks you up? year. Yeah, what benefits, you know, the team that picks you up is the fact that they don't have to pay as much. Right. They only have to, you know, they they can yeah, make a base salary. Yeah, and, and they can make a deal and, and get a good player for a low rate. And that's how they benefit right now. Right. So that that works out well for the Ravens. Kyle. <clears throat> yeah, how y'all doing? Doing good. Good. All right. Uh, my question was more about the hogs tomorrow, about the front court, because they, uh, Auburn has a good front court. That's my biggest concern, because their power forward, I don't know if Brazil can hold them. I think Mitchell can match up with anybody, but Brazil, with their power forward, I don't know. And uh, is he going to give us foul trouble and Lawson has to come in, and then we lose offense? Or what do y'all think is going to happen with that front court? And go Cowboys, by the way. <laughs> Appreciate it, Kyle. Yeah, uh, Trevin Brazil, he just has to be more consistent and be more effective overall. You know, we had high expectations for him coming into this season, and uh, he's looked good at times, and other times hasn't looked as good as what we thought coming into the season. But that's the thing with him, just about being more consistent. And he's one of those guys that he likes to play inside out and, you know, step out and shoot the ball sometimes. So uh, on the defensive end, you know, he's really athletic and he can do some good things. But um, it it will be interesting because teams have gone at him and gotten him into foul trouble this year. And Mitchell is more of that inside presence. And then you have Jalen Graham who can come in and he doesn't necessarily give you a lot on the defensive end, but he's a guy that can score. And then Chandler Lawson also – He's he's been getting some quality time this year on the court. So, yeah, it will be interesting. But it's not just about the front court matchup. You have to look at the guard play with the Razorbacks and what they're able to do in this game. We're going to come back with more of Out of Bounds after this break. Joe Franklin, Todd Pierce, Reggie Swin from the Hogsmeade Market Studio. Stay tuned. Listen for Coach Kevin Kelly Wednesdays during the Zone, presented by the Wooder Rock Athletic Club. Join the Wooder Rock Athletic Club and save 30% off joining fees with no monthly contract. LRAC.com. This is Sports Center. Last night in college basketball, Wooder Rock beat SIU Edwardsville 88-80. They were led in scoring by D'Antoni Gordon, who had 19 points. 
Guards K.K. Robinson and Jameer Chaplin also chipped in 18 points each. Their next game is tomorrow as they host Eastern Illinois at the Jack Stevens Center. Tip is set for three. Coverage can be heard on 106.7 Buzz 2. Arkansas State beat Georgia Southern 109-83 behind DeAndre Dominguez's 26 points and 12 rebounds. Former Razorback Darian Ford had 15 points and 7 rebounds in the game. They'll face Old Dominion in Jonesboro on Saturday. Tip is set for two. And Arkansas opens up SEC play tomorrow in Fayetteville as they host 25th ranked Auburn. Tip is set for one. Coverage can be heard on the buzz. Stay tuned after the game for the Guadney Automotive postgame show. I'm Christian Weaver with the Buzz Radio Network. Eat My Catfish is finally back open for business in the Breckenridge Village Shopping Center starting Tuesday. And you're invited to help celebrate this special grand reopening as the Zone broadcasts live from there. There'll be a ribbon cutting, door prizes, giveaways, and a chance to win a catering valued at $250. It's a celebration that you won't want to miss. It's the Zone at Eat My Catfish at Breckenridge on Tuesday. At Eat My Catfish, fall is our favorite time of the year, and football season isn't the only thing making a comeback. Available now, our famous shrimp gumbo and Cajun boudin balls make their return to the menu. Order online at eatmycatfish.com. Eat local, eat fresh. Eat My Catfish. Prescriptions require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if appropriate restrictions apply. See website for details and important safety information. Subscription required. Price varies based on product and subscription plan. Hey guys, did you know there's a generic form of Viagra that works just the same, but is 95% cheaper? And you can get it online? Just go to hymns.com slash joy. Through Hymns, you'll get a free medical consultation, discreet shipping if prescribed, a 100% online process, and trusted generic alternatives to the name brands at up to 95% off. That's right, get generic for Viagra, the same active ingredient as brand name Viagra, but for 95% less. It's the same medication, still prescribed by a licensed medical provider, but with zero copay, no expensive appointments, and no awkward face-to-face conversations. To start your free online visit, you need to go to this exclusive address, hymns.com slash joy. That's hymns.com slash joy for your free online visit, himscom slash J-O-Y. Want to know about bass tournaments and some of the best fishing spots in the state? Well, listen to Fishing Arkansas Sunday mornings with Big Sarge and his crew. Fishing Arkansas is presented by Axles Plus, Arkansas River Valley Roofing and Restoration, Globe Life Everett and Associates, and Dr. Brad White at Searcy Dermatology. It's Fishing Arkansas Sunday mornings on 103.7 The Buzz. 103.7 The Buzz is your home for Arkansas Razorback basketball. Coverage is brought to you by Crane Hyundai of Conway, Blackman Options, Bell Chevrolet, and Arkansas Scholarship Lottery. After I drop the kids off, I have to run across town for a meeting, hit the gym during lunch. Jake has soccer tonight, and Emily has gymnastics. Oh, did I turn on the crockpot this morning? <laughs> With a never-ending to-do list, it's easy to forget something important, like setting up a life insurance plan with Shelter Insurance. Your local shelter agent can show you how to create a safety net for your family. Shelter Life Insurance Company, Columbia, Missouri. For a free insurance review, see shelter agent Jeff Hodge or Jay Hellman, Little Rock, or Bo Beavis and Cabot. At Edwards Food Giant, they know your family is important, and they also know that your time and convenience is as well. So why not take advantage of their heat and eat items in their deli department? Those famous Edwards Food Giant signature dishes with many of the same entrees and recipes that are served daily in the hot bar. All ready to take home and serve to your family tonight. And it can all be found at your favorite Sister Arkansas Edwards Food Giant Deli. This week's special is Edwards Signature Meatloaf for only $7.49 per pound with twice-baked potatoes for just $4.99 per pound. Sonica Searcy welcomes Randy and Drive Time Sports to Harding University Tuesday afternoon to help celebrate the Bison's National Championship. The celebration starts at 6.30 in the Huckabee Fieldhouse. Meet the players, tour the practice facility, and much more Tuesday evening at Harding University. Get only the best customer service and the best selection of meats at Hogs Meat Market, where they have sliced boar's head deli meats and cheeses. Hogs Meat Market, the steak people. Your name, go to your phone in the range and roll over. I just really wanted to hold you inside. 
time, get to know ya. That's a good chick. Before it's all over, I'ma meet this chick. Probably treat this chick more better. Cause if you ain't, no thugs and ladies go together. Popping my collar, partner, who in the spot? Baby, rule in the spot, in the mug, in the watch. Half of y'all hate me, half y'all love me. The ones that hate me only hate me cause they don't trust me. And they say I'm lucky. You think I got time to blow all this dough and do all these shows? On flight in the llama charging white bulbs. Uh oh, another episode. To everybody that be living it up, we say. Welcome back to Out of Bounds from the Hogsmeade Market Studio. Joe Franklin, Todd Pierce, Reggie Swin. We have Mark the Magician coming up in just a bit, and he's going to tell us about some horse racing in Hot Springs today. That uh, it looks like everything is still on track for horse racing. And, I see what you did there. Yeah, and so we're going to talk to Mark about all that. Southern Structural Solutions text line. We have a message that says, Cowboys don't win playoff games. Now, they have won playoff games, but yeah. as far as that NFC Championship game, that's the one that has been a little bit of a hurdle for them to get to the <clears throat> NFC Championship game, let alone the Super Bowl. So people, you have to get to the championship game to have a chance for Super Bowl. People always talking about the Cowboys hadn't gone since 95. Do they realize that San Fran hasn't won since 94? They've gone a couple of times, but they haven't won it. And so right. the goal is to win it, right? So they talk about the Cowboys ain't won since 95. A lot of teams ain't won since 95. Come on, man. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Get off us. It's just uh, it's a bigger focus on the Cowboys. I guess that's why, you know, it's always brought up every year. And that's because we the show. And, and then it has a lot to do with the fans. People like making fun of Cowboys fans when every year they say, this is our year. People like making fun of that. <laughs> it is our year. <laughs> <laughs> Just wanted to say how much I've enjoyed Reggie this week. Much love for this dude and the game, of course. So uh, somebody with some good words there for you, Reg. I appreciate it. Certainly appreciate it. Let's go to the phones and talk to Navy Mike. What's up, Navy Mike? Hey, what's up, guys? What up? Um, you know... I just want to talk about the championship game coming up. You know, uh, everybody's expecting a good game. I don't necessarily think that's going to be the case. Um, you know, but the simple fact of, you know, it, it, and the semifinals this year were exciting. But last year's semifinals, college playoff semifinals, were even more exciting. And look what the championship gave us, a, a historic blowout. Um, now, I think Washington, pretty simply, is going to, is going to approach Michigan with the Cobra Kai uh, way of the fifth style of fighting. Strike first, strike hard, no mercy. Um, they, they've just been underrated the whole all year, and I think they come out fast. Uh, that offense there is going to get clicking early. Um, I think Michigan is just going to look slow in the process. And it might be a, a competitive game up for maybe a half, but I think in the second half, Michigan, I mean, uh, Washington pulls away in this thing and wins comfortably by double digits. Um, you know, that's, that's what I think I, I think is going to happen. Um, and uh, I'll just get you guys comments on that, whatnot, and y'all take care. All right. Appreciate it, Navy Mike. Yeah, with uh, with that game, it should be interesting where Michigan, according to Beth Saracen, is a four-and-a-half point favorite. The over-under is 55-and-a-half. Um, Michigan is the number one team. Washington is the number two team. And if you looked at that four-team playoff and all the talk about it, Washington probably was the least talked about team, and they were the number two team going into it. Right. Everybody talked about Alabama, Texas, and um, it, Michigan probably wasn't talked about as much as they needed to be as the number one team, but Washington was the one that everybody kind of overlooked. Well, that was because that was most people's first time seeing Penix play all year long. You know, we hear about Washington, but they out there on the West Coast, and they played them late, late games for us, so we don't really watch them play, but we see Texas and Alabama and Michigan play, so that's a big factor as well right there. Um, you know, I think if it's a high-scoring game, then, you know, Washington going to win. If it's a grind-out game, Michigan. But I don't uh, – you know, I ain't got no favorite. <clears throat> but I want to see a good game. I don't want to see a blowout, that's for sure. Uh, but yeah, Washington has a, a really, really good last team. year's Georgia TCU final. Yeah, that was terrible. Absolutely that terrible. Was terrible, yeah. And, and especially with how long college football games last, and especially championship games – because we know there are a lot of endorsements. They come in and they stretch the time out on them. What was surprising, though, is 
the game time on this game this year. Usually it starts an hour later, if not later than that. But, you know, the the, uh, broadcast itself starts at 6.30. So, and 6.30 Central. So that's giving the East Coast and Eastern time, it's giving them uh, a little bit earlier start than they're accustomed to. But then if you're on the West Coast and on Pacific time and they're following... Washington, they're going to be getting off work around the time that the game is going to start. But they can get home and enjoy most of the game. As far as the East Coast, man, they be up late, late watching them games, you know, trying to make sure their team wins. Joe, what's your prediction right now? So I, I think that um, I think that Washington, with the offense they have, and you mentioned the grind-it-out type game, if you look at what Washington has done all season – those are the games that they've won, those grinded-out type games. Now, you know, looking at the scores could be one thing, but it seems like they always find a way to win. And if you look at competition overall and who played throughout the season, I think Washington played against better competition. So I would give Washington a bit of an edge. You think they're in the Pac-12, right? Mm-hmm. You think the Pac-12 is better than the Big Ten? This year they were. This, this year they were. Overall? Yeah. Because <clears throat> you're talking about Washington. Washington State had their moments. Oregon. Oregon State. USC could score with anybody, but they were going to give up a lot of points. UCLA. Colorado. Same thing. Colorado State, Ar- yeah. Arizona was good in the, in the Pac-12 this year. So they had a lot of teams in, you know, for a time, at one time during the season, you were almost thinking about which one of these teams was going to emerge or were they going to kind of beat up on each other and and every team at the top came away with at least a couple of losses. But Washington was able to get through that, and they got through undefeated. I'm trying to see how many Pac-12 teams were in the top 20 when the season ended. Well, he does that. When you to your point about the uh, grinded out games for Washington, that was one I believe it was against Arizona State in particular. I think they played Arizona State the week after they beat Oregon the first time, and the final wound up being like fifteen to six or something against Arizona State. It was really ugly, but it was a grinded out type of game. Uh, maybe the offense wasn't there, but, you know, coming off the high of beating Oregon, but they still found a way to win. And uh, so that, to me, is what impressed me more than anything else about Washington. It said eight Pac-12 teams were in the top 25. And thanks to Ethan, Utah was another one of those teams. That's impressive. Yeah, Utah, um, they were always going to be a team to be reckoned with whenever they lined up against any Pac-12 team throughout the season. So they were always a team to be worried about. And and they've been good for the past few seasons. Let me ask you a question. Uh, We're going to... Come back home for a minute. What is it going to take for Arkansas to be relevant again? In football? Yeah, in football because, you know, we got Bobby in here now and we lost our quarterback. Like, who is our quarterback? How long will this this entire process take? We lost Courtney Crutchfield. We're losing <clears throat> of the 12 Power 5 kids that signed. Eight of them left the state of Arkansas. So... Like, how can we become competitive when we lose an eight of our Power Five kids to Missouri, to all these schools? What can we do? It has to be through the portal. That that That's first and foremost where it starts. And then, of course, with limited players come, you know, numbers in numbers, limited players coming from the state, you do want to be able to keep those in state. But as we know, especially in a, in today's game, these these players, they have choices. They see all these other teams around the country. So you can't be mad at them for making the best decision for them. But oh, I get it. But, but you need to be able to make that up by recruiting and, and getting in other states and getting the same caliber of players from, from other places. But here goes the thing. No one is going to build a championship team through the portal. You may compete, but you got to have them high school kids in there. You have to. You're not going to build a championship team when you got all these Porter guys. For example, I think Prime signed five high school guys with 18 Porter guys. That's not a recipe for a championship team. That looks good on paper, but that's not a recipe for a championship team, in my opinion. That No, you're on to something. It's just like in the pros. 
is only so many first-round picks, second-round picks, but you're winning Super Bowl with them later round to free agent guys because there's more of them. You see what I'm saying? There's more of high school kids out there that you're going to win with that you can go develop if they stay. But see, that's why even what happens in today's game and college football, college sports altogether, the teams that were at the top before we got into the portal and NIL, those teams, like you say, the rich get richer, they only get better because they are going to get those high-quality players that are looking to move up or make a move. Those are the schools that are still going to get the, the best players, the quote-unquote best players. Those, those are the schools that are still going to benefit. And now, it can help out other schools, but the ones that have been at the top, they're going to stay at the top. And I want to say one more thing about the portal. There's something I thought about a couple of weeks ago, and I want to say it now. I think the portal should not open until after the national championship game. That's when the portal should open, after that game. You're kind of putting some players in a bind, though, because they need to be in school for that semester that's coming up. So you're only going to give them a week to get in school? Well, okay, then. If not then, you can't go into the portal until the second semester starts, like right now, like January the 3rd or 4th. Yeah. You shouldn't but, but, be able to go into a portal before the year ends. But they have to be in school, though, Reds. That's, but they that's can the start in January. Yeah, that's the thing about you see it. What I'm saying so. you can start, but to mess up the you, because there's teams in bowl games, players leaving, not going to practice because they want to leave and go in the portal, and it's making the bowl games less interesting. You don't want to watch them. I didn't watch but one bowl game. We're gonna because you, you don't know who's playing. We're gonna get you in a picks challenge, and then that'll that'll pique your interest and <laughs> in wanting to watch. <laughs> It's time for Mark the Magician, out of bounds horse racing handicapper. Take me down to the paradise city where the grass is green and the girls are pretty. Oh, won't you please take me home? <laughs> take me down to the paradise city where the grass is green and the girls are pretty. He's smelling it. Please, home, look out! Mark the Magician coming to us from Hot Springs and giving us some horse racing results and taking us into the weekend. What's up, Mark? Hey, good afternoon, guys. Reggie, Freaky Joe, how's it going? We didn't have a whole lot of snow here today. We had some early this morning, but for now it's all rain. Buddy track today. We're still going to get some good winners, and we've got a big weekend of racing, and I can't believe it. We're already into race week number four here at Oakland already, but... We're going to stay all the way until May. So, great weekend of racing and great day of racing today, guys. How about you? Yeah, everything's good. We we got a lot more snow, but uh, we know that the horses they they can they can uh, go in that colder weather. They can go in rain, snow, whatever it may be. They're going to go. As long as that track's not frozen, we are racing here at Oakland. Great card today. We're getting ready for race four here in about twenty minutes. And that's where I'm going to start. We've got a nine-race card. The first three are in the books. Race number four, I really like number seven, Ramon Vasquez riding for Carl Broberg. Number seven, Burning Hunk of Love. Number seven, Burning Hunk of Love. Exacto trifecta players, 7-1-3 and 7-1-2. We've done really well with our pick fives this year so far. We've had two already over $900, and the late pick five will start in race number five today at Oakland. The first race and the fifth race, that's your two. It's always the first five and the last five. And if you can hit one of those each week, you're good. Your bankroll's going to be right. Let's go down to race number seven. This is the race right in the middle of the big five. I believe you can single this horse. It's what we've been doing to the cards here at Oakland since day one. Race seven, number six, crushed it. Crushed it. Race seven, number six, crushed it for Brad Cox. This horse was second on opening day here at Oakland. Should get all the money today and be a real nice single in your exactas, your tries, your pick threes, and pick fours. Race seven, number six, crushed it. Now, if you're looking for a trifecta and exactas here, six one four six one five. You can't make it out. If you're stuck in the snow, or you're stuck in a studio, you're stuck at work. You can get all my plays at markthemagician.com. And anytime you have a question, you can email me right there. My email's on the sheet. Exactly at Comcast.net, and I'll get right back with you. If you want a mark sheet, a lot of times we have scratches here at Oakland, and now that they have the overfill races, 
some of the horses draw in late. We don't know that until after 10 a.m. each morning. So the number 13 may be running, even though it says he's not. He can jump in after 10 o'clock, and boom. When they come in and off the also-eligible list, you got to really look at them because normally those horses want in really bad, and they are definitely legitimate horses that can win the race. So if you ever want me to mark the sheet for you, just email me. I've got it marked up, and I try to send those out to everyone that I can, but sometimes it gets overwhelming. Everybody's been asking about my horse Forever Cool that's been working really well. We're going to try to enter him on Sunday, and he should run on January 13th, which will be next Saturday, a week from tomorrow. So I'd love to see everybody out here. Freaky Joe would be the first horse I've ever owned and first race of my life, you know, that I've actually had a big interest in a horse, so it's kind of a cool deal, and he's going to be running for either 68000 or 141000 so it's a pretty good purse. If we can just get a piece of it, we get all of it. It'd be even nicer. But that'll be on January 13th. Taking you out the door, winner today in the ninth race today. I want to give you a long shot at eight to one, right on the wet, right, right on the rail. Number one, don't wait up. Eight to one. This horse is running the mud one time and blew their doors off at a really nice price. So Rafael Bejarano rides number one. Don't wait up. And I really like the exactas and tries here. One of the best exacta plays of the day, one four eleven and one four six. And you can always come see me. I'm across the street from the track at the Crosswalk Bar and Grill. Get the plays online, markthemagician.com. And, of course, you can get them as you walk into the door of the track, right where you pick up your program there. Freaky Joe. Mark, have a great weekend and keep bringing home those winners. Keep bringing them All to right, us. Keep- Keep the show going. I try to listen online when I can. Reggie's doing a great job. I mean, he's getting in deep, some real depth conversation. Now, I love it. So keep it up, guys, and I'll talk to you next Friday right here on Out of Bounds. I appreciate it, Mark. Have a good one, Mark. That was Mark the Magician bringing us some uh, horse racing there in Hot Springs. Now, back to uh, what we were saying, Reg. You said you don't see a championship team being built through the portal, but it's kind of. that's kind of the state of college sports in the fact that you know there's going to be turnover in these teams every year. And not that that's the intent for one of these coaches to go out and overhaul the entire roster, but if you have a certain number of players leaving, you have to replace those players. No, what I'm saying is if your main focus is strictly the portal and you're, you know, you're making a high school kid your third, fourth, and fifth choice, that's what I'm saying. You can't solely just say, I'm going to make this about the portal and build my team and compete. You have to have those high school kids in there. You have to. Yeah, That's you, just my opinion. You, no, no. You're on to, to something simply because you do have to have players that are going to be in the program for at least a couple of years. Right. Because you can't just change out the entire roster every year and hope you're going to hit big on – one of these rosters, you know, one of them in three years or something. You can't depend on that to happen. But if you think about the number of seniors that you were already losing year in, year out, it's almost like you're, you have to, you know, in your mind, you're going to have a different number of seniors. Say like one year you may have eight seniors that, that you lose. Another year you may have almost twice that. You may have 15 so when you lose more players in the portal, you have to almost equate it to, well, I lost more seniors this year. And how do we go about replacing those players that we would have lost anyway? We're going to come back on that one. I got to. Yeah, we're going to come back with more of Out of Bounds, uh, some portal talk, NFL talk, NBA, whatever it is. You can get to the show. You can call 501-661-1037. Southern Structural Solutions text line, same number, 501-661-1037. Gangster Museum of America, life and feedback. All the ways to get in from the Hogsmeade Market Studio is out of bounds. Joe Franklin, Todd Pierce, Reggie Swinton, stay tuned.
Zone each Monday for Game Balls and Jock Straps. Brought to you by A Caddy's Touch Landscaping. Find out who made the best, average, and worst headlines in sports and entertainment each Monday as Justin Akery and Wes Moore give you their Game Balls and Jock Straps on the Zone from 10 to 1. It's all brought to you by A Caddy's Touch Landscaping. 501-794-2770. Call today to get your landscape updated to a whole new level and be listening for Game Balls and Jock Straps only on 1037 The Buzz. Currents issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's corporate cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp. Just go to ramp.com sports. Ramp.com sports. RAMP.com slash sports. My brother-in-law died suddenly, and now my sister and her kids have to sell their home. That's why I told my husband we could not put off getting life insurance any longer. An agent offered us a 10-year, $500,000 policy for nearly $50 a month. Then we called SelectQuote. SelectQuote found us identical coverage for only $19 a month, a savings of $369 a year. Whether you need a $500,000 policy or a $5 million policy, SelectQuote could save you more than 50% on term life insurance. For your free quote, call SelectQuote at 1-800-445-6363. That's 1-800-445-6363. Or go to SelectQuote.com. 1-800-445-6363. That's 1-800-445-6363. SelectQuote. We shop. You save. Full details on example policies at selectquote.com slash commercials. Hey! What a great Friday show. Oh, absolutely. Thanks to Shannon Lynn, the music man. He was outstanding. Everybody loves him, and I'm at the front of that line. Go to Twitter and check out Wrestling Man's appearance. It's outstanding. Place me! I'm controversial. What do you want? Hey, be careful out there in the snow today now. No Mageddon 2024. We'll talk about Hogs beating Auburn on Monday. The rest of my life gonna start today. At Southern Floor Coating, coatings are all they do, and they won't be beat on price. Factory-trained installers using the purest form of polyurea with UV stability for all your outside projects. When you call, you'll talk with a professional interested in your project, not a voicemail. Don't trust a fly-by-night company that may not be in business next year. Transform your patio, porch, or pool deck and call the real pros at Southern Floor Coating. 501-402-4912 or take a look at southernfloorcoating.com. Tune in to Out of Bounds each Monday for Reaction Monday brought to you by Fleet Management Services. Serving Central Arkansas for over 20 years, they're your small to mid-sized fleet specialists. Fleet Management Services is looking for a maintenance tech. Oil changes, tires, general maintenance. 100% paid health insurance, match 401k, paid holidays, paid vacation. The right person can make $600 per week. Call 501-375-3672. Check out Hogs Meat Market's monthly specials and meat packages at hogsmeatmarket.com. Hogs Meat Market, the steak people. Welcome back to Out of Bounds from the Hogsmeade Market Studio. Joe Franklin, Todd Pierce, Reggie Swinton. 
uh, if you want to get into the show today, you can call 501-661-1037. Southern Structural Solutions text line, same number, 501-661-1037. Gangster Museum of America, life and feedback, all the ways to get in. We're going to go to the phones and talk to Sterling. What's up, Sterling? Oh, nothing much, guys. I just want to bring up a few things real quickly. And they got to do a little bit with, uh, with the gambling lines and so forth. Uh, like the, the Buffalo Bills is a plus 700. They're not even in the playoffs yet. Officially in the playoffs. Now, they, they got lower, lower odds than Kansas City, the Cowboys, uh, they might that that may they may be the third favorite behind the Ravens and Forty Niners, and they're not even qualified. They 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 could very well lose the game and be out of the playoffs, and, and yet they're giving those kind of odds. Meanwhile, the Rams, who I think is, is worth a flyer, they're, they're plus thirty five hundred. They give the Forty Niners trouble historically. And we saw what they did to the Ravens. That's the last close game that the Ravens have had. And it took a punt return in overtime for them to lose to the best team in auto football. So, I mean, it's just funny how things like that work. And, they, and they, they're so confident that they don't care who they play in the first round. They rest in their key guys. They don't care if they got to go to Texas or they got to go to Michigan. It don't matter to them. They they're in the playoffs and they're getting ready for whoever. So I mean, I'm just I just find that so interesting that a team that's not even in the playoffs has such low odds uh, uh, in the playoffs. What's y'all thoughts on that? If y'all even follow that stuff. Yeah, it's it's just a thought that uh, they expect the Bills to get in because they have a number of ways to get in, even if they lose. They they could still get in a number of ways, but you know as you mentioned, they could lose and also be out of the playoffs. But I think that's why the money is what it is. The wagering options is what it is at this point is because you know a lot of that is based on kind of the potential that's there, and they expect that the Bills will be in the playoffs because right now they currently are the the five seed, and um, so they expect them to be there. Yeah, and um, and the thing about Mike Tomlin, or the six seed, six seed. Sorry about that, six seed. Right, and I know you're you're a fan, but it seems like most Pittsburgh fans, at least the ones that live in Pennsylvania, they're very they they're not happy with Tomlin. Can you explain that? Y'all guys have a great day. Yeah, I appreciate it, Sterling. Yeah, it's just um, it's a different standard there. Exactly, it, exactly. That's what it is. It the standard is the fact that. Um, you know, the fan base won the most Super Bowls, tied with the Patriots, six Super Bowls. So year in and year out, they expect to not only be in the playoff hunt, which they are. You know, Mike Tomlin has given them a chance at, at getting to the playoffs. But if you look at what's happened in recent history, they haven't, even though they've been in the playoffs since then, but they haven't won a playoff game in what's going on seven years now. So when you when they look at the big picture and think about, you know, the standard is to win Super Bowls, but they haven't won a playoff game and what's going on seven years, that's where they become unhappy thinking that, you know, there's it's better out there, maybe exactly that the grass could be greener somewhere else. But I'm gonna tell you, being a Pittsburgh fan is like being a Lakers fan. They 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 have different standards than the rest of the teams because they've won so many championships. So. When we look at it and say, well, they're 9-7 and seven, or they're 10-6, and six, to them, that's not good enough. They want to be 12-4, and 13-3, you know, win two playoff games, you know, try to get seven Super Bowls. It's not the same standard in Cleveland. You see what I'm saying? So that's why their fans are so uneasy right now. Right. And, and uh, you have loyal fan bases, and the Steelers fan base is loyal. They – travel all over and, and follow the team wherever they go to play games. Last week, being in Seattle, all the way across the country, you score a touchdown, you see nothing but terrible towels waving in a stadium like that that you know is is one of those great atmospheres in the NFL, and you see how many Steelers fans have traveled to go to that game on the opposite coast. 
But, yeah, they do have really high expectations, and it is just kind of on that different level. Um, and, and even thinking about this season and how the season has unfolded, they could potentially, if they win tomorrow, they could potentially win 10 games and not make the playoffs. And so now you think about what happened throughout the season. They had a three-game losing streak. They win 10 games, don't make the playoffs. You think about that three-game losing streak. If something would have changed within you that win losing one, streak, you win. yeah, that, that makes all the difference in the world. And Here's the thing, man. Being, you know, as much as I love my Cowboys and people on Facebook would think that I really hate Pittsburgh, I really don't hate Pittsburgh. I just like messing with Pittsburgh fans like Joe and all them. But that's a program that that's that you have to respect and what they've done over the years. Um, and so again, their their standards are different than everybody else's. And when you have six Super Bowls, now I don't think they'll get seven no time soon. But here's the thing: Will they get seven before the Cowboys get to six? No, we're getting one this year. <laughs> so listen, <laughs> don't try it, Joe. But when you look at they really are only a real quarterback away from being a playoff team. They have no consistency at quarterback position. It's musical chairs over there. So when you put somebody over there that can actually be a true quarterback and lead them, uh, Pittsburgh ain't far away. And, Mike does a great job of what he has. And and that's why some He does fans, more with less. That's why some fans are disappointed with what happened this season <clears throat> because within that three-game losing streak, the first game of the losing streak – Kenny Pickett gets hurt during the game, in the first quarter of the game, which they were, you know, you got three more quarters to go, but they were kind of controlling the action at that point. You bring in Mitch Trubisky, who's been the backup. He doesn't give you a chance to win a game, and so they lose that one. On a short week, Mitch Trubisky is the starting quarterback again because you're playing on Thursday night, and uh, you're playing against – you just lost to a team with two wins – in the Cardinals, you're playing another team in the Patriots with two wins. Mitch Trubisky has gotten most of the reps, so you go with him. But he doesn't look a certain way in that game. And Mason Rudolph is not the emergency quarterback in that game. He's the backup. So if if you wanted to make a change in game, you could have made a change in game. And that's, that where, Thursday night. that's where some fans were disappointed yeah. with that. So then they come up short in that game. And then you go into the next game where it should be an open competition. And it's not. Mr. Trubisky starts that game. So it became a cycle, and they lost three games in a row. And, uh, you know, it, it seems like it could have been a better situation with what we've seen with, with Mason Rudolph and how he's played. And so that's where some of the frustration comes in with the fans, thinking that if you would have made a change sooner, then you wouldn't be in this hole to begin with. And having a bad quarterback tears your locker room down. It does. When you don't have somebody who you know going to be your quarterback every Sunday, why are you going to work? And you're second-guessing, like, are we really going to win? Why are we practicing? And, and it does seem to be yeah. a new sense of energy now Yeah. since Mason Rudolph is on the field. The receivers, those are the guys that are really laying it out there to play, and there was a lot of controversy talking about them, about taking plays off. They don't seem to be taking plays off now because they have a quarterback that they are confident will get they them trust. the ball. We'll come back with more of Out of Bounds after this break. It's going to be hour two. Stay tuned. Stay up to date with the latest Razorback news with the Red White Report every weekday with Justin and Wes on The Zone. Brought to you by Big O' Tires with locations in Cabot and Conway. Eat My Catfish, your favorite place for po'boys, shrimp, chicken, crawfish, and so much more, including, of course, catfish, is back open for business in the Breckenridge Village Shopping Center starting Tuesday. And you're invited to help celebrate the grand reopening as The Zone broadcasts live.